Hi, I'm Shirley from A Thousand Wise. Before we get started, mind if I ask you all a quick question? It's okay if you don't know the answer. What would you guess is the highest form of art in China? A. Sculpture. B. Opera. C. Architecture. D. Penjing. And the answer is. You guessed it. The only choice you have not a clue of. D. Penjing. I know you're probably thinking. So what does that actually mean in English? Well, I guess you might be familiar with the Japanese bonsai, the little cute trees in a pot or a container, right? Well, Chinese penjing is quite similar, but far more than that, with more types, deeper meaning, and a much longer history. It's regarded by many as a form of 3D painting, silent poetry, and lively sculpture, which is why we say penjing is the highest form of Chinese art. First impressions are the strongest. For decades, the Western world has attributed the art of dwarfing trees in a container to the Japanese exclusively. Needless to say, this gives off an indication that bonsai started in Japan. However, a wealthy Chinese banker from Hong Kong named Wu Yisan shattered that assumption. As a penjing master, Wu owned a large collection of these plants for this purpose. He is closely tied with the National Bonsai Foundation, located in Washington D.C. in the United States. In 1969, Wu's book *Manlan Artistic Pot Plants* was published, and was reissued five years later, claiming that the art of miniaturizing trees was deeply rooted in China for over a thousand years. In fact, around 1195, bonsai art was introduced to Japan along with Zen Buddhism. And it developed in its own way, blended itself with the Japanese culture. Initially, it was popular among the noble class, but was later introduced to the public. Now, I reiterate: when you see a dwarfing tree in a pot in China, it's not called bonsai. Its genuine title is penjing. In Chinese, pen means pot. And Jing means scenery or landscape, so you can tell that a penjing is not only about little trees; it's also about miniature landscape by combining different elements of nature, such as rocks, water, sand, and trees. There are basically three types of penjing art in China that I'll briefly cover with, namely landscape, water and land, and trees. Tree penjing. The first one we'll discuss is the tree penjing, also called penzai in Chinese. Penzai, bonsai. Can you hear the similarities? Interestingly, though, Japanese bonsai and Chinese penzai are quite different. Although it originated from China, the Japanese bonsai has gradually developed stricter rules and styles. 
Artists are always trying to reach perfection when making their mini trees something like the bigger ones. In this sense, the Japanese bonsai is cute, but very predictable. In contrast, the Chinese penzai is more about an untold story, and it lures you to discover the mysteries of nature. In other words, inner beauty. Nothing in this world is perfect, and Penjing is no exception. This little Chinese tree welcomes chaos. Each one is unique, even if it looks weird or unsightly at times. Applicable in many contexts, you can't always obey the rules to reach perfection. The distinctive tree can also represent an animal or a Chinese character. For example, if a penjing tree represents a Chinese dragon, you will get the impression that its fashioner values prosperity and good fortune. To keep that natural flair, some Chinese penjing artists tend to refuse to use a wire. Even though it's so popular these days, yet they prefer the freehand clipping technique to demonstrate their skills and patience. Wouldn't you say that this art could be a representation of silent poetry? Landscape Penjing. Next up is the landscape theme. How would you feel about a rock garden? Imagine wine in a small dish. If you can see that, this is generally what landscape penjing is all about. It uses stones as a main component in the composition. Artists try to design a natural mountainous scene that may or may not use trees. As what a famous penjing master once said, it can duplicate grand sceneries of a thousand miles on a single tray. One theory is that in the old times, when a Chinese emperor didn't have much time to travel, his envoys would go out and collect stones from the landscapes of various regions to make a realistic image for his reference and enjoyment, like a digital camera image with the 3D printing technology of today. Water and land penjing. The next type uses trees, rocks, and water as its material. The goal is not only to create a very realistic landscape, but it's also to tell a story. Rivers, mountains, lakes, islands, and even figures that resemble fishermen, poets, farmers, and so on—all of which are included into the piece of art. Whether it depicts the zigzagging trunks. The thick and thin contrast of branches, the sharpness of the rock ridges, the winding roads at the foot of the mountain, or the returning farmer with his harvest—these、mm, landscapes are all combined with the creator's personality and the philosophy he or she wants to convey, like a lively sculpture, as I mentioned before. From an aesthetic perspective, let me mention Wang Guowei, the famous master in the study of Chinese classics. In his book, Renjian Cihua, 
which is one of the most influential academic works in China from the late Qing dynasty to the present. He first advanced the theory of realm. The theory asserted that a successful poem integrates descriptions of scenery and emotions. In this sense, a penjing also speaks out emotions with scenery. With your newfound understanding of Chinese paintings, poetry, calligraphy, and philosophy, you will have a different lens when looking at a penjing and get more and more sophisticated in understanding its hidden meaning. Getting back to the cute little trees or the delicate and potted rock landscapes, I'm afraid they are no longer trees or rocks anymore. They are a whole world or even the universe in the eyes of our ancient literati. Some believe that by better understanding nature, they will improve their spiritual development. As the founder of Taoism, Lao Tzu, said in his famous work, Dao De Jing, or classic of the way of power, humanity emulates earth, earth emulates heaven, heaven emulates the way, the way emulates nature. Chinese penjing is the way. No matter where it's placed, on your working desk, in your yard, along your hallway, it always signals your inner world. Peace, balance, and harmony. Seasons change. Years go by. A penjing stands still and keeps telling your story. One penjing, one world.